0: Yo, what up, what up? From Hypebeast Radio, I'm Manning and this is Mike Line, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artist or major player in the music industry. We ask the questions that you always wanted to get answered and you never know may pop by. For this episode of Mike Line, we talk to Justine Skye about her new music, finding her confidence, past mistakes, and so much more. Welcome to Mike Line. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Mike Line. Um, this is going to be our season finale, and we have a special guest, someone I've been a fan of, and I'm so happy for her to come in. I'm gonna let her introduce herself.
1: What's up, guys? It's Justine Skye. Yes,
0: Woo! yes, yes.
1: Finale. Boom, 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 boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I discovered your music, like I feel like most of your early, most of your fans uh, was because of Tumblr for me someone when i started tumblr it was like this i don't know it was like this corner of the web where i was just like oh i can just post whatever the fuck i want it was like a mood board yeah it's like your own website exactly and so i was a kid who took um, magazines like editorials and pictures and put it all over the wall in my room as wallpaper so when i saw tumblr i was like oh this is that but digital and so it was really cool. You could do gifts. That's when I was like, "Oh, Snap Gifts are like really cool and all this stuff." Mm-hmm. But I felt like my level of Tumblr was like a level two. <laughs> you essentially saw Tumblr and turned it into like a world, which was like something I, what I saw I was like, "This is so interesting." Like. It's so cool how you made this to be like more than just like your wallpaper. It was just like, this is like kind of my world I'm sharing with y'all. Yeah. Um, so I guess just take me to, to Den and like you first discovering Tumblr, when did you first discover the Tumblr? What made you like even try to explore creativity, how to, to do all that stuff?
1: Well, I guess, I guess, um, well, my friend introduced me to Tumblr. His name is Jade. It was in high school, I think like, like ninth or 10th grade and um she was on tumblr she's pretty cool on there she had she but she was like more part of like the like the emo like bubblegum emo Mm -hmm. crowd of like people like kind of like k-pop-ish not k-pop but like kind of like that like emo kawaii like kind (laughs) of world that is created on tumblr and she was just like telling me about it. We would like hang out, and she'd like always be on Tumblr. And she was like, "You should get on Tumblr." And I'm like, "What is that? Like MySpace, is everything, like or whatever it yeah. was on." I was like, "I want Twitter. Like, yeah, the hell is Tumblr?" And then she was like, "Yeah, I have like three thousand followers, and like it's just like my little community." And she showed me her Tumblr, and like she's like, "I talk to them. Like, you can be anonymous, or you cannot be anonymous, and you just like repost like things. I just love it." And I was just like, "Hmm." But at first, I got into it it's like. Compete with her to like Mm -hmm. be like I'm gonna get more followers than you. Even (laughs) though at the time like I didn't believe that I was cool at all. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, there's no way three thousand followers. That's crazy. Like I'm not like how could I ever get that? Mm -hmm. But then I was like I'm gonna try. Like whatever. Like who cares? What is what is this? So I get on Tumblr and like me and my best friend at the time, her name was Alexa. We would just like be making like best friend videos and just like hanging out and like doing weird things on YouTube and like posting them not like inappropriate weird things just like funny little kid like weird things yeah. and stupid videos and and just like taking pictures with her camera and like just posting them on there and then I started to like discover this community of just kids who just wanted to create and like share and be like oh this is what you're doing in New York this is what we're doing in California this is what we're doing in DC this is what we're doing like all over the world and it wasn't scary or dangerous at the time like obviously like nowadays people mm-hmm. there's like crazy psychopaths on the internet now mm-hmm. but at that time it was very just kids coming together and just like because for me my family and my grandparents were so confused at, like when they were like you have friends from other places like you're only supposed to be friends with like your family members and people you go to school with like how do you know this person from the Bronx (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I met them on Tumblr and then so um it just started to grow and then eventually I started to have more followers than my friend Jade and she was just like whoa how did you do that and I was like I don't know I'm just wearing crazy colored lipstick and taking stupid pictures with my Mm. friends and um yeah it kind of like got out of control I started meeting other like people that were popping on Tumblr and we started to just like come together and And create this movement of like the Tumblr famous kids. Like Mm -hmm. the New York Tumblr crew. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like after that phase of my life. That I realized the different categories of Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different worlds of Tumblr. Like it was just so huge. But this was I guess definitely a point in a lot of black kids childhood. Yeah. Like if you're from like the east coast. Or even like some kids on the west coast. Like they're just like man I used to like follow you on Tumblr. And I'm just like. Wow, that's so crazy we're Like, yeah, we used to come to your Tumblr meetups And I'm like, oh my god, that's like insane
0: Yeah, yeah, no, Tumblr, I feel like Around on time, you said this Like perfectly um, There are always bad people, but I felt like and During a Tumblr heyday, it was just like A hub yeah. of creativity It's just like kids just posting what They, one Love that they probably can't Express or don't know mm-hmm. How to express or are Afraid to express it from judgment yeah
1: it was more um personal too it was a a lot less judgmental yeah and it was just it was very like understanding yeah it was a it's more of a conversation and i feel like there isn't that platform anymore where people can go to to have a real conversation i guess like reddit but like that's more like for like cyber geeks and stuff like that like but where people can really just go express their feelings like everything is just full of trolls now. Yeah. And like bots and like crazy. Like you can't really like spill your heart out on Instagram and expect someone to actually care. They'd be like, all right, bitch, post another picture. Like, (laughs) we don't care about this one. Four likes. And then the next one, a hundred thousand likes. And it's kind of just like, all right. But on Tumblr, it was, you got to see and like, really digest whatever it was that someone was sharing and so I kind of miss those days I yeah. mean it's still like fast paced now and Instant.
0: like and, and definitely 100% would you agree because I feel like now social media has just turned to either um, it's a promotional most, thing yeah it's like promotional it's like um, just hateful and or it's just or it's just garbage it's like a lot of, it's just a lot of garbage and you <laughs> get that 10% where you get these really clever funny memes mm-hmm. or like a twitter thread of just like that like what's that beyonce thread that went viral it was like if you were beyonce's assistant and then you have to c- like oh, i didn't see that one oh, but twitter was-
1: actually twitter was dying down for a minute and then it just like revived itself yeah like it, it revives itself crazy because i was like kind of done with twitter for a while yeah. i was like what like i didn't delete it but i was just like i don't know what are you really going to wear what i'm gonna do yeah. on there and now i'm just like Whoa! This is where I get the news from. Hundred percent. Yes, it's my number one place to get news. I'm like, oh, this is trending. Oh, this is what's happening today. Exactly.
0: I I check it every morning. Like I tell people, like check your check your trending topics every morning. Mm -hmm. I get ninety percent of my news from there, just because I feel like you're just on the go a lot, and like you don't sit down like a generation before six o'clock. News, 7 mm-hmm. o'clock news, Oh, I late hate the night. news.
1: I hate, like, television news. It's very right? depressing.
0: It's super. It's just all of a sudden it's just, like, uh, propaganda. And now we're going to
1: die.
0: Yeah, exactly. Propaganda. This is why Trump is crazy. This is why I love Trump. And this is why the world's ending. That's essentially the news, yeah, 24-7. Yeah, but also the news is just, like, they're late. Yeah. They're late. Exactly. Like, you find it
1: on Twitter before you
0: find it anywhere else. Easily, easily. So I think what's cool about when you were coming up on Tumblr is that you were unlonely um, creating a brand, and that brand then blew up, and you became an artist. Um, what I guess I'm curious also is that, like, during those times where you did blow up, you had to be like what, a teenager around that time, and you were invited to all these like events and stuff like that. What was it like going to things when you're just like a teenager, uh, like a teenage kid? Like, what was that like? Like, um, what was the, the good and bad?
1: Well, I kind of grew up in the industry. My mother's an entertainment attorney, mm. so I, I grew up around it. I got to see a lot of it. She would bring me along with her because she's just a single mother. Mm. Like, she's an entrepreneur. And uh, she managed producers, songwriters, and, and so I, I grew up around it. I would be with her at meetings, go with her, her to events that were appropriate for me to attend mm-hmm. with her. And actually, she brought me to a BMI panel when I was like 14. Oh, wow! And that's kind of like the first place where I got over my stage fright. And they were doing a Q and a and I went up there and I just sang. The, my question was, can I sing for you guys? And then after that, everybody was like, oh, can I rap for y'all? Like, I gotta, and then they were just like, no, you should have did it first. (laughs) But I went up there and I did it. And that's when she realized that I was serious about being an artist. So before, like, even Tumblr came about, I was still pursuing a musical career. Mm. And she um, introduced me to some people that she knew and, and, and trusted um because it was kind of hard like a lot of people like they know my mom they knew me and they were just like oh you're so cute like you Mm want to sing like of course everyone in the industry's kid wants to be like a rapper or a singer or whatever it is and they kind of get like pushed to the side because they don't necessarily like care Mm -hmm. i mean obviously like i was just young and i didn't let that discourage me i wasn't really aware with the of like how crazy people were curving me Mm -hmm. until like until i got older and I realized, like the game, like oh, this is this curve game is crazy in this music industry. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time, like I was just like, whatever, I'm gonna just go sing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna just go do whatever I'm doing, make funny videos, and just live my life and figure it out. Yeah. And um, by building that fan base that I had, like on Tumblr, and then when Instagram came about, moving on over to Instagram, that is what um, and like seeing and everyone like looking at all the Tumblr meetups and just like seeing how how impactful this movement was that was being created on social media caused labels to reach out. Yeah. And because I put out a mixtape mm. and um, on DatPiff which I thought at the time was so yes. inappropriate. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a little girl." I'm like 16, 17.
0: That was I was
1: I think I was like 16, yeah. Oh wow. And I was like Am I allowed to
0: put things on dat piff? It'd be like your R&B mixtape and like dedication.
1: Yeah. It was just like crazy. Like Gucci Mane's new project. And, uh-huh. and like and then Sky High by Justine. Yeah. And I was just like, I was trying to fit in. So I just called it Sky High. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And so like I put out that project and then labels started to reach out and it was actually like a couple of times. It was like three labels, and I was applying. I remember I was applying to college at the time too, mm. and I really wanted to go to NYU, which is funny because I'm like doing something there tomorrow. So that's crazy oh, wow. how like life works oh, yeah. out. But I really wanted to go to NYU, and I got denied. What? <laughs> and um, but then at the same time as I got told I wasn't going to be attending NYU, I got a record deal. Mm. So I was just like, I made a YouTube video. I remember I was like, I got some bad news. Because it was like a thing. I was like, guys, I'm applying to NYU. Yeah. Like, fingers crossed, pray for me. <laughs> and then I was like, so. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. I was like, so, guys. I didn't get in. <laughs> but I'm going to be signed to Atlantic Records. Woo! Yeah. And there it was like a big old, everyone was so happy about it. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just kind of like, Oh. <laughs> not, it's very like lackluster now but it's like
0: but it had to be a cool thing I no like it was so cool it started the path to I guess to now yeah Um. but I what's fascinating is that you identified early that like this is what I want to do and it was um, not like a it was just like a fearlessness for it it's because you're just like this is it's pretty clear that early on you you made up your mind and was like this is it like this is I found it And that your mother actually um, was behind you and was like, yeah, go for it. I mean, that had to be reassuring for you to have the backing.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, she wasn't at first Mm. because obviously, like, being in the industry, you know, like, how harsh it can be and, like, the ups and the downs of it. And, like, no no one in the industry really wants their kid to be in it Mm. because they know how crazy it is. So it's kind of something, like, as a kid, if if that's what you want to do, you have to figure it out. You have to prove that that's what you wanna do. Mm. You can't just think because so-and-so is your parent that it's just gonna work for you. You actually have to put in the effort mm. or you'll get like chewed up and spit out. And so, um, yeah, but then she, I, I showed my mom that this is. I was serious about this and, and yeah, she is by me. She's my number one cheerleader mm. and my number one supporter just in, in all of this like from the beginning. So really, really appreciate her.
0: What's some of advice she gave you early on and then to now?
1: Hmm. You know what? I'm not even going to lie. I'm not a, like when it comes to like remembering advice people gave me. <laughs> I'm not the
0: best. <laughs> um, I guess is there something that uh? I guess what does your mom tells you or do to like um? I guess to, to motivate you or to to, to keep you encouraged? that she be like, oh, good, because I see her at, like most of, like pretty much most of your events that you, that you do. And she'd be like, there you go, Justine, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> or does she be like i need to be okay figure it out
1: um she just be chilling mm. she just be chilling mm. she kind of gives me my space and lets me do my own thing because we know that we're both very different people mm. and so we just figure out what works for us
0: what makes you different
1: um i'm more like of a chill like type person my mom's more like we gotta get this done right now we gotta get this done right now. <laughs> and i'm just like yo like honestly if i'm about to perform you gotta move that somewhere yeah. else <laughs> so i'm just like just, she knows it's just like we found our pattern We're just like i need my space like mm-hmm. when it comes to like my personality i feel like i'm more like my dad because my mm-hmm. dad's very like chill and like just really relax And don't want no problems with nobody And then my mom's like What? What did you say? No We need this right here We ordered this couch We said this couch was on our rider
0: Oh wow She's like, she's
1: like the one that like Gets things to really really happen And I'm just kind of like Yeah that's fine That's fine Yeah, it's, it's fine No 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 It's not a problem nice. But in my head I'm like What the fuck did you just do yeah. But I, in real life I'm just like No it's cool <laughs> Cause she's the one that has to like deal with everything like Mm. she deals with all the shit from like everyone and like filters it before it gets to me Mm. so like i can understand that but it's just like all right mom we need you to Zen out too. Like, you got to worry about yourself too yeah. sometimes, but we're figuring it out.
0: Nice. um So, you got signed to Atlantic when? What age? I was 17. 17. And you're what, 24, 25?
1: I am now 24. Yeah. 24. My birthday was oh, the other day. Oh,
0: yeah Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I know. I so, feel like I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting old. Not even.
1: Honestly, when I hit 25, I was having like a kind of like a early life crisis when yeah. I like in my 23 and I was like, oh my God, my life is almost over. Like, I'm <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm tripping at this 23. And now I'm 24 so I'm like, all right, like, okay. I just had to talk with myself. I'm still young. Mm-hmm. When I hit 25, like I'm gonna feel like a real adult. Mm. Like I'm like, I can't do like dumb shit anymore. Yeah. And just get away with it.
0: I just feel like you got to like twenty seven. After twenty seven, you're like okay. Mm mm. Right. But
1: twenty five is the beginning to like get your shit
0: together. Yeah, I feel like twenty seven
1: is like all right. You just a piece of shit now. Yeah. Because like.
0: you know what? I'm trying to think. What was the ages when girl when they were on Girlfriends? What were their ages? I can't remember. I feel like they were late. They were late thirty. It was early early thirties, early mm. late twenties.
1: I don't know. I feel like. I also got to remind myself, too, because I feel like in the industry, you grow up really fast. Exactly. So it's like, I feel like my time's ne- like coming to an end oh, because yeah. like, I've just like been around this and like seen it. But then I'm just like, but then I look at the rest of the world, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because uh, that was actually what I'm leading to. I was going to say, so you've been doing this essentially for seven years um, professionally, I guess in these seven years. I guess how have you involved as like an artist, or not even as an artist? How are you involved as within the music industry, and just like you know, because you've gone through still seven years of like important years in just like a person's life. When you go from like teenager from below eight, eight below eighteen, then you get eighteen, then you mm-hmm. become twenty-one when you're legally. I guess eighteen is legally adult. Twenty-one, you can drink. So mm-hmm. I feel like twenty-one. You're an adult adult mm-hmm. and then till now twenty four like how have you how's justin Sky evolved or just grown?
1: um I feel like I'm still growing, mm-hmm. and right now is I feel like I'm in the best place that I've ever been in my life mm. where I'm just like just not being as passive as I once was about everything because I, I was saying like I don't really like problems or anything like that mm. so I would just like let people like step on me or like just if anyone if I had an opinion and like no one else supported me I wouldn't fight for myself mm. I would just be like all right okay I guess they know what's good for me like mm. I guess they know but at the end of the day only you know what's good for you mm. truly I mean like yeah some people may be right and like lead you in a in a good path but then there will be people that just want to turn you into whatever it is like they want you to be mm. and I realized that that may work for some people but for me that doesn't work mm-hmm. and because i'm like i'm the type of person where like if there's an elephant in the room like you'll see it so like, yeah the song sounds good but when i have to go perform it or when i have to go like talk about it or whatever then people are just like oh you can tell she doesn't give a fuck about this song mm-hmm. like you can tell this has nothing to do with her this like this is just not her
2: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't sound like her i don't get like i didn't look like how my music sound
2: mm.
1: like when people they were like you don't look like you make this type of music like you look cool like you're a cool person but this isn't cool mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like they're this not like connecting and matching up and and it's such a like because like i mean my songs in the past i'm not saying like they were all trash but i do things happen for a reason so i was like finding my sound but the difference between like the way people are reacting to this new music that i just put out yesterday and the music in the past is kind of like they were supporting it because they like me. Mm. Now they're supporting it because they like the music. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a huge difference. And it's just like, whoa. I was just actually talking to Sid, actually. And she was like, they like, congratulations. Like, it sounds like so dope. And I was just like, this is so dope. Like, my friends and my peers are like, They love my music. Yeah. Like, because I know they love me when I, like, they love my music too. So that's, like, it's the tightest thing I've ever done. Because before I would, like, try to force people to, like, like my music. Mm -hmm. I would, like, always be like, yo, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. And I was like, you know what? I don't care what anyone thinks about this.
0: Wow. So two questions come to my mind. First one, one in particular and that. How did you notice that? Was it just, like, people just randomly reaching out to you, like, yo, this shit is fire? Yeah. never reached out before. Yeah.
1: A lot of people, I'm seeing, like, a lot of people say, like, I don't even, like, I don't normally like Justine's music, but like this EP is fire. That's, I'm seeing like a lot of that. And I'm just like, I'm not offended by it because I'm just like, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't really like that stuff either. It was cool, but like, I didn't, it's not something I like listened to. Yeah. Like on my own time. And I had to start realizing, like, why? I mean, one of my friends was like, why don't you make the type of music that you listen to? And I'm just like, why don't? Uh, mm. and I remember because like I actually maybe yesterday or the day before yesterday I was going I went back in my Dropbox and I was like listening to old things that I made and I was like man what I used to be writing bars I'm like why didn't I ever put this out It's because like when you're at a label they're only looking for one thing which mm. is a radio record mm. so if that's not it then they just don't they don't want to put anything behind it mm. they don't want to put any money behind it they don't want to push it They just they're just like well, if this can't go to radio, then what are we supposed to do with this? And it's yeah. kinda like, damn, it's like very discouraging. So as I was like when I was signed, it kinda got into that pattern. Mm. Especially like my first song that I released to the label was um Collide. That was my first single, like at a at a record label and it was R and B. But it was at a time when R and B wasn't popular. Mm. Like it wasn't like something that people looked for and like it went to radio and I think it did it did pretty well for, for what it was but it could have like, if that song would have came out today by like another artist not me but like it probably would have done really well mm. in today's society where R&B is, is thriving like yeah. or making is it, there's a fight for R&B yeah so yeah like streaming wasn't that big of a thing back then either which it wasn't even that long ago but it was
0: yeah no it was like five years five five years ago it was was a totally different market yes and I guess um, my curious is that um uh, do you think the labels are just always slow about these things because I feel like the labels sometimes they have they have an idea of what works they have this idea of what works yet it's always the people setting the tone and then the labels didn't have to react to what the the tone yeah. of the people set. I feel like it's a common theme I see. Oh
1: my God. It's like, it's kind of like weird because it's not that hard to like realize and mm. it's like, they just don't want to realize it. Mm. But it's like, like it's something that always confused me. It's like, don't you want to make a new artist pop off? Like that should be every label's like, like main initiative to mm. like make this new artist pop off. But no, they want to put all their eggs into one basket for something that's already successful, that will already thrive on its own. And let, well, first of all, I don't understand why labels sign 50 million people at yeah. the same time. It's kind of just like, what are you doing? Mm. And then on top of that, you don't support it. So it's kind of like you're wasting everyone's time because mm. they're putting, and it's, it sucks because like as an artist signed to a label, you put your trust into them. And these people are just doing their job, mm. so it's not it's not anything personal. These people are just doing their job at the end of the day. You have to be your own like superhero yeah like they're not gonna save you. Mm. They don't care about you until you're popping off yeah like and you have to make yourself pop that's really what it is. They're not going to make you today's society they're not like there's no there's no like artist development anymore yeah so it's like you got to do all the work, and once you've done it, then they'll just hop on and be like.
0: We did it. Oh, yeah. Then There's they no sound <laughs> <no> like, <laughs> like, what
1: are you talking about?
0: Yeah. And then the other question that I had was that for you, someone who came from a creative space where like you are putting out your truth essentially and then gets noticed and then gets fame, quote, lack of a better term, and then the label comes to you, it's it had to be, I guess, shocking when instead of investing in like you and your vision, they're like, okay, we're investing in, I guess, the subject. Yeah, it's kind of like, like... yeah, It's like, I'll be, all right, we got you now, but I think this is what can take you. And it's completely away from what yeah, you and then
1: Yeah, and then they just, like, it, they kind of just, like, strip you back and, like, put you into the same kind of, like, system that they think works. Mm. Which is like, oh, do this, an overly produced photo shoot, and then, like, we're going to do the album. And it's kind of like this, like this method that they have that they just like attach to like a female artist Mm. where it's just like this is how it goes this is how it's worked for years this is how it's gonna work now and it's just like i'm gonna put them in the same studio with the same people that we put this person in the studio with and like it's just all gonna work and it's like no like that can work for someone who wants that
0: exactly but if you
1: don't want that it will show yeah and it's shown like it's shown for for years it took me time to realize that I need to just like really trust myself. Mm. And like, there's been so many times where I put out a single where I was just like, I hate this song. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is the one. This is the one. Like, even like, I remember I was watching this like Ed Sharon documentary and he was like making the best music of like, it was very personal to him. as his story. He did all this crazy, like, recording like the craziest places on this beautiful ranch or this cruise ship and just had so many memories about like making these songs. Yeah. Went, brought it to the label and they were like, yeah, this is cool, but we need a radio song. Mm. And he was just like, they were so lucky that I had one more song in me. I mean, it was a huge song. It was like The Shape of You. Mm. But he was just <laughs> like, they were lucky I had that in me because I didn't have anything else. Yeah. Like I just I gave everything that I had in me in these songs. And they still were just like, this isn't enough.
0: Yeah. It's just like...
1: So sometimes it is, it is good to have like a push, but... Especially when you're someone like a Sharon, but like for me, it's kind of just like I don't think I found my sound. They just tried to put whatever sound they thought worked for a female artist exactly. onto me, and so it wasn't it wasn't real.
0: And I I think that's what I see a lot is just because for for a woman industry and a woman as an artist, um, I feel like there's like paradigms that they think works, and they just be like trying to fill a body in there and be like, all right. Okay, this, this worked for Aaliyah and whatever. She reminds me of her. Let's try to make it a new Aaliyah, you know? And That's so rather sucks than- too,
1: that like everyone's always trying to make someone the new something. Exactly. It's like, why don't you create yeah. that new entity? Like, why are you trying to just piggyback off of something that already exists? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all draw inspiration from something, but it's like people are just like straight up, like they don't care. They're just like following the same Method and that may work for some people, but for the artists that are really truly trying to like create longevity, that's not what's gonna work for them.
0: Yeah. Was there a time where you thought like I'm fucking done, like I'm I'm over? Oh,
1: absolutely. Well, I probably wasn't that long ago, like probably like last year, mm. where I was just like, is it like, am I being realistic? And then I kind of like I think about other artists and their like journey mm-hmm. and their journey from like the beginning to like now, and I just There's so many, I feel like every artist has had that moment where they're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, is this real? Like, am I, is this really going to work out for me? And when you hit that point, it's like the lowest of the low Mm. because this is your dream. This is your baby. This is like, you can't picture yourself doing anything else. And then once you get past that, I feel like there's nowhere to go but up. Mm. Some people don't make it past that because they just let it eat them alive and Mm. they're just like... It, it just completely like derails them. And they're just like, you know what, let me like, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, should I just, should I actually like go to college and like get a real job? Like, should I look for a real job? Like, I mean, I could still be in the industry, like, mm. like maybe I can work in like marketing or something. Like I'm good at that. Like I was thinking about, I was thinking about what it else I could do. Mm. And I was just like, no. I, I think I've gotten to the. I went into the studio or something like after that. And I was like, "What the fuck? Like, I'm tight. Like, I'm tight."
0: the <laughs> <laughs> I, so well. I was
1: just like, I was just like, I'm like, I'm actually like sick at making music. I just need to do what I need to do. I need to be myself and mm. stop like, like, stop letting everything else and everyone else's opinions like really just discourage me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I stopped looking for that. I just made what I thought was tight. I didn't even, like, really play this project for my friends this time around.
0: So when did you decide to leave Rock and then Rock Nation? And then when did you start making um, Bear With Me? When did that process um, start?
1: Well, Bear With Me was made kind of in the transition process because it was originally supposed to come out, like, through Rock Nation. And then I, I wasn't happy, like, for a while. Like, after the first year of being there, I realized, all right, like, maybe this was, like, a mistake. But I'm here now, so I'm going to, like, let it. I'm going to try to, like, figure it out. Make the best of it. Yeah, I'm going to try to make the best of it. And um, it just kind of just highlighted to me that, like, this was the same thing happening all over again. Mm. Like, as when I was with Atlantic. It was just, like, it was weird. It's nothing personal, like, with anyone. Like, obviously, like, it's always, like, they're record labels. They're just doing their job, you know? They're just, they go to work, and they leave. Mm. And that's it. Like, you really, like, there's not a lot of people at labels that, like, actually... Like there's so many things they have to pay attention to so many different artists they have to pay attention to like, and you have to be the one that's like why should they pay attention to you yeah they're on your project but why should they give your project their all when they're also working on Rihanna and they're also working on the new Jay-Z album and they're also working on J. Cole's coming and like this and this and that and all these other people are coming so why should we focus on you or you don't get like the full attention of it Mm. and so you're like everything gets kind of just like put on the back burner and then rushed Whenever the time comes. So everything was like kind of like rushed and, and other things too, that just like started to like not make sense. And it was just like, all right, this is not working for me. And I personally like felt like that for like a while, like, but I was also scared Mm because I've never like been without a label. So I'm just like, what, what is that going to be like? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like, what would I do? Like, how do I set up a session? Like, I don't know people. I don't know anyone. What am I going to (laughs) do? I kept telling myself, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to, like, who's going to, I don't have a studio to work out of. And I was just like, wait, what the hell is wrong with you, girl? You know, all these producers that you've worked with over the years, you know who you like, you know, you don't like, you have so many friends in this industry that you can just be like, yo, hook me up with this writer or like, let me record this song at your studio. And like, you can actually like make music that has feeling to it instead of just like putting me in the studio with this producer who just
0: like. Who you just met.
1: Yeah. Like. It, that was, like, my least favorite thing to do. Mm. Like, sometimes it worked out, and then sometimes, like, it didn't. Like, one of my favorite people in the industry is, like, James Vaughn, who's actually become, like, one of my really good friends. Mm. But, um, like, my first, like, go-around and, like, writing and stuff like that, like, he was just like, no, we're going to have two weeks, and the first, like, three, four days, we're just going to hang out. Mm. We're going to hang out. I'm going to get to know this person. Do I even like this person? Like, Like, what's her story? So, like, that's what we did. And, like, so it created, like, a bond for us for when it came down to writing. He, like, knew everything. He actually knew me instead of just, like, writing a song based on, like, based on nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, so what do you want it to be about? Well, I'm sad because my boyfriend is being stupid. All right? The song's going to be about boyfriend's being stupid. Mm -hmm. Cool. But it's, like, where's the depth in that? There's no, like, substance to it. And then... um. Another thing, Dream. Like, I actually had to, like, me and the Dream had, like, dinner before. He, he was like, hmm, what is this girl about? We had dinner. We talked. We, like, hung out. And then, like, we actually, like, drove around Soho, which was, like, so dope for me. Because I was like, this was, like, when I first got signed to Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa, I'm riding around where I used to just hang out and loiter with my Tumblr friends <laughs> with the Dream going to the studio. This Ooh. is crazy. Ended up making a whole project that went unnoticed with him, but still was, I think, very, very fire. But yeah, so I've definitely, I wouldn't say that, like I say all the time, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So throughout this process, I have made a a lot of great friendships with some people that I know I have on my side, and um, some new friends that who truly believe in me and. And that's the thing, too. Like, when it comes to me, I like to work with people who are, like, passionate about it. Like, I don't want you to be, like, I didn't care at first. I wasn't even aware of it at first. But then I started to realize, like, by seeing the way that my peers moved, my friends moved, and and their teams, I was like, these people ride for them. Mm. Like, they think they're the best rapper in the world. Like there's no one better than this person. I was like, Why doesn't anyone on my team feel like that? Mm-hmm. Like every time I come to them with an idea, I mean, well now I have that. <laughs> that <was a> <laughs> but every time I would I would <laughs> every time I would come, that's why I was just like, I want these people to come to me. Like I want these people to want to work with me, not just me begging for something from them. Yeah. You know? And I prayed on it. I prayed, prayed, prayed on yeah. it. And now the pieces are like coming together.
0: It definitely feels like this journey was um one filled with obstacles that you have to maneuver from and also self-growth where you went from um, just grown as a person, um, I feel like. And then you realize what you didn't want and what you want. Like, And I think, I think that's me now as I've grown. I feel like that's what helps me in life. I think that's when things get simpler, when you understand what you don't want and what you want. Mm-hmm. And when everything else becomes like just silent, I feel like those first couple of years especially you like i said you've been in a year seven years which is like 40 um human years mm-hmm. regular year. <laughs> and so there's always there's like the first like half of your life is just noise mm-hmm. it's just fucking noise it's and just and you're just
1: like so excited to be at this award show exactly you're be just, around these people and i'm just like at the rock nation bro and she's so like oh shit then, people, Beyonce, oh my God! Then <laughs>
0: all these time, all this time pass, and then you realize you're fucking just stripped. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. And then that's when you find yourself. It's like, all right, you know what? I don't like this shit no more. That's done, and then everything starts to make sense, and it feels like that's what is what has been like for you. Where it's like now. It's just like I know what I want, it's just like I don't like that, so um, I'm gonna do this, or I know this person is with me, so I don't need to work with that um, and your birthday just passed, and so I was I'm curious because birthdays make you be, become reflective, so I guess when your birthday happened, like what was you thinking about like wow twenty four years old, minus has like the early midlife crisis, what was going through your mind but when you look back, just like your journey
1: um honestly. 23 was the worst year of my life. Mm. Um, but it definitely made me a lot stronger. Because honestly, like, I don't know how much worse it could get than 23. Mm. I mean, it could, but we just got to knock yeah, it on this knock fake whip, wood that it don't. But I feel like it It prepared me for, for anything. Mm. It. I feel like I'm on the path to being, like, centered. Mm. And um, just not letting things affect me as much as I've let them. And, um, yeah, I just... On the way to self-love.
0: Yeah. What are some of the things that are important to you now that weren't before?
1: Um, just putting my foot down. Like, it wasn't important to me before because I was just like, oh, someone else will take care of it. But now I realize, especially being independent, that everything, like, I need to be aware of everything. Mm-hmm. I, at first, I was very just like, oh, everyone, someone else will deal with that. Like, I don't know. Like, it'll come to me when it's important or like, but everything's important. This is my business. This is my life. Yeah. So it's like, I'm the face of it. So if this part crumbles, yeah, because something else behind the scenes made it happen. But I'm the one that gets the backlash from it.
0: Yeah. So. Um, what's the name? Was it Equality They Just Passed? Um, recently, I was just in discussion discussion um, over like dinner with friends and just talking about like, what has changed? What hasn't since we've grown and are especially and then a couple of in the music industry, and they were just like, man, I wish the music industry can be as progressive as they they project they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to get your idea of just like, where do you think the music industry now in terms of just like equality or just like being just? We're just meaning like, if I say something, everyone listens as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, if I perform i'm looked at the same as counterparts and my counterparts as Mm -hmm. um so
1: i mean to a certain extent not i don't know man this industry is just like weird and selective and it's all about politics Mm -hmm. at the at the end of the day there's some people that like push through and they're the rebellious ones and and they'll always like be remembered but then there's like there's still that urge of like that industry kind of like they will always be like that top 40 person Mm. where it's just like they're extremely like powerful and what they say goes and whatever they put out like will be number one, whether it's like some shit or or not or like, you know, and sometimes it's like unfair to like, but I feel like things are changing though because especially with like streaming services, it definitely gives a lot of artists a chance, Mm -hmm. like a fighting chance to like be heard, Mm -hmm. especially like with the playlists and stuff like that. But even that sometimes is like a lot of politics Politics. as well, too. I was just talking about that today, actually. There's nowhere anymore for like the people to speak on what they like, where it's like we used to have SoundCloud Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like a community where people can be like, oh, I like this song. Like, and you liking it bumps it up to the top. Mm. Instead, now it's just like we're given what we need to listen to. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're like, you should listen to this. You should listen to this. So it's like, if you cool with the people up at Spotify. Yeah. And they're your homies. And you just put out a project. Then boom, you'll be on there. Right. And And then it's like, I feel like it's like 10% of like actual people that like have great music that make it up there. And then the rest is just like politics.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's always like once something becomes a thing, whereas like SoundCloud was this place of just. Artists can literally go from zero to 100, and it's just be because of fans, mm-hmm. like, voting it. I feel like once something becomes a thing, the industry kind of figures out how to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes, like, a marketing-manufactured uh, rope uh, so machine. Why,
1: that's why there's people like Frank Ocean. Yeah. Where it's, like, there's, there's definitely those artists that, like, make music and... Are all about the music. Even like Adele, like yeah. there were those people that just like make their music and go in the cut. Even like Daniel Caesar's like that now. Mm-hmm. Like they just make their music, go in the cut, mm-hmm. do their tours, go in the cut. Like they don't listen to know what they obviously like have some like higher ups like behind them, but yeah. like they are very them. Yeah. And they do what they want to do. They'll put music out when they want to put it out. Nobody's gonna pressure them. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna like tell them what to do in a sense when it comes to like their art. They're just like, when I'm ready, I'll give it to you, mm. and I don't care what anyone else thinks about it. I really don't. And um, yeah, I'll be back mm. with my next project whenever I'm done with it.
0: How do you think you they get that power?
1: Because like we try to act like, especially the industry, they try to act like they don't like that, but that's what the people love mm. because that's what's real. They're telling their like real stories. They're living in their real lives and writing it in real time. That's why they like artists like Billie Eilish mm. and like people that take a second to like really put the effort into their work. And um, yeah, they do it. And it works for them because the people can feel it. Mm. I don't know. Everyone has a different way of like what works for them. Mm. and um, But for me, I'm, I'm not just trying to be here for today or tomorrow. Like I'm trying to be here forever.
0: Yeah. Um, what are some things people don't know about you?
1: Hmm. Things people don't know about me. I feel like people think that I'm supposed to be like, a bubblegum princess all the time and it's not really it. Like sometimes when people meet me, they'll be like, Ugh, She was such a bitch and it's like oh, oh, what did you want me to do? A backflip? Like and I'm just like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> like, what do you what else do you want from me? To, like what do you really want me to do? And then they're yeah. just like, I don't know, like be nicer. I'm just like, the guy said hi, hi. Like yeah. what do you <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like yeah. give you a dollar? Like, I don't know. Yeah um
0: you got any activities you got like rock collections you got like uh hobbies i, I binge watch stuff was <laughs> oh, what what's, what's life when you binge watch
1: um the last thing i just watched chernobyl but i wouldn't say that's binge watching because mm. it's a mini series yeah. which was very scary
0: quality i was terrifying Agree. terrifying yeah um like, i guess actually happened.
1: the last show that i was like in love with and it, you know like when you watch a good show and then like it's hard to, like, find another one after that. Yes. Everything else just sucks after yes. you watch this, like, great show. So, Money
0: Heist was in. Okay. Okay. I just got suggested that. No, and no, so no, no.
1: It took me a while to, like... Get over took,
0: the, the voiceover? The English yeah, voiceover? Okay. It took me a
1: while to do that. And it took me a while... Because I was just like, damn, what the hell this is in Spanish? Like... I'm not going to, like, I don't have time to, like, I have ADD. Like, I'm not going to sit there and read the subtitles. Like, what? <laughs> like, I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, they were like, oh, you can change the audio. And I'm like, so what? I'm watching, like, a kung fu movie? Like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's weird. And then I was like, do I just learn Spanish to watch this show? I'm like, everyone's talking about this crazy show. Yeah. But I'm glad that I waited so long because I got to, like, really, I watched all three seasons. Like, mm. just, like, that was nothing. Like, I would do my job, go, whatever, and do something, go to the studio, do this, and then When I was home, Mm. any free time I had, I was watching Money Heist. I was like, "Don't talk to me." Like, Mm. remember, I was like getting my hair braided for like six hours, just like straight Money Heist. Oh wow! It was the craziest thing. Like, I'm a I I stand.
0: Okay, all right, I'm gonna check that out. So this is like two people. It's so
1: crazy, and then there's this other one. Yeah. Which is like another not another version of Money Heist, but it's like made by the same people, kind of like a Ryan Murphy situation. Like he's like the Spanish Ryan Murphy, I guess. Yeah. And there's another one called Elite okay that one's crazy i saw too.
0: that on my suggestions crazy okay
1: and it comes out i think september 6th okay i like so excited like uh, i stand
0: <laughs> yeah i'll check it out
1: and i have to wait till 2020 for the new money heist
0: 2020 is it gonna wait damn that's that's yeah that's a while
1: well not really it kind of yeah. it's a few months away. It's a,
0: yeah um, you're jamaican yes um favorite jamaican dish
1: Ooh, I actually just got back from Jamaica like two days ago. Nice. Well, one day ago. Uh, yesterday, actually. Um, damn, my favorite Jamaican. I'm not good at favorites. Dishes or
0: just dish... you say do multiple.
1: Um, obviously like jerk chicken, like mm-hmm. but like good jerk chicken because mm-hmm. like not. Th- I hate white meat. Yeah. Like I hate white meat. Mm-hmm. I'm a dark meat kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Jerk chicken. Um, I love bun and cheese. <laughs> um. You know, like, I really do love curry goat, but, mm. like, I think goats are really cute, so <laughs> it just, I haven't been eating it. Like, yeah. I'll eat curry chicken okay. in, in substitute, but I do miss curry goat. Okay. <laughs> goats are so cute. <laughs> um, what else? What else do I love? Um, just some good old stew chicken. Um, oxtails. Yeah. Love oxtails. And then, What else? Oh, ackee and saltfish. Nice. I had that okay. every single day when I was out there. Nice. And it's like, it's an acquired taste though, because when I was younger, I didn't like ackee. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I guess I was like really hungry and I just tried it and I was like, oh, this isn't that. I think I was scared of it. Mm-hmm. Like I was just scared of the texture. I'm like, this is not an egg, but it looks like an egg. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I love it. I love festival. Yeah. Festival is just like so good. Nice. What else? I love like Jamaican fruits too. Like I love guinnips. I love June plums. I love, like, sugar cane. Mm. Just, like, all the stuff. I mean, like, every time I go back to Jamaica, I'm just like, wow, this place is so lit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just really lit over here.
0: Yeah. I love Caribbean food. Um, Is there a spot in New York that you recommend, like, oh, if you want some good Caribbean food? My
1: Auntie Claudette. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally just talking about her today. I was like, I need to call her. Like, she needs to, like making because there's something i was only in jamaica for three days so i didn't get to eat everything i wanted to and i was just like let me come on to call that nice right there in flatbush nice
0: um last question um if you had advice some artists um trying to find their voice what would you tell them
1: um i would tell them that it's okay to make mistakes and don't let that completely discourage you i feel like discourage has been a word that i said so much in this but um i feel like that An artist or not an artist, I feel like as a person in their younger life, like in their early adulthood, they feel like everything is the end of the world. Because I know that like me, everything, everything wrong that happens, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, I just want to like I don't want to be here anymore. This is crazy. Like, (laughs) like, this is too much for me. Like, life is crazy. I don't know what to do. And I'm always like having like a panic attack about like, oh, this is the worst thing in the world. And it's not really the worst thing in the world, you know? There's so many other things like happening, but like being an artist, you really, it's the most vulnerable thing. You're like sharing your story with people. You're sharing your talents with people. Like I think anyone that gets up on a stage to do anything is completely brave. Like that's the bravest thing you can do. Just like putting yourself on a platform for people to judge you. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would say that just always stay strong-minded and follow your instincts. Nice.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that's today's episode of Mike Line, and thanks for tuning in. You can listen to more episodes of Mike Line and everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Mike Line on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content. Let us know who you like to have on the show, and thank you for listening to Mike Line.